Hello and welcome to another episode of Alcoholics. I'm your host Katrina Myricks. I'm joined by my co-host Terrain Myricks. Terrain, how you doing tonight? Ah, uh, not well. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. <laughs> so this episode, I think, is going to be a lot about our feelings. Um, just the way we feel about what's happening, what's going to happen, and what needs to happen. Um, if you listen to our bonus podcast, you might expect there to be somebody else on this podcast. There is not. <laughs> Ooh, it is I, just you and me. Can I just real quick? So um, we did have an awesome guest book. Uh, unfortunately, they had, you know... Scheduling conflicts. They had scheduling conflicts, so they couldn't do the podcast. Happens. We're in the pod game. We're not going to, like, burn him in effigy. <laughs> like, where it's all cool. I'm bitter. Anyway, <laughs> um, then we, we asked our good old friend and pal. Um, but unfortunately, she also had to drop out last minute. And we asked her last minute. Yeah. Um, but she had to drop out, unfortunately. Um, something's going on, and she's got to deal with it. And that's that's what happens when you book busy people. Yeah. <laughs> when you book people that are, like, getting shit done, they got to sometimes go get shit done elsewhere. <laughs> true, true. Um, so and we're busy people this weekend, too. We are busy people. What are we doing? We are going to go see Silverstein in New Jersey. Which I believe has not yet been a Corona state? Question mark. Good question. I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna go see Silverstein in New Jersey. And Four Year Strong. And Four Year Strong. Yes, that's like the crazy thing. Four Year Strong is also on that show. Um, what are we seeing them at Starland? Yeah. Where are we seeing? Yep, yeah, Starland. Mm-hmm. And we're staying at the Hilton. At the Hilton. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be a fun time. Yeah, um, uh, what are you, what are you most excited to hear them play? They're playing Discovering the Waterfront, front to back. Yep. And then they're going to do an acoustic set, and they're also going to do, um... A Greatest Hits set. Greatest Hits set. Mm-hmm. Is there a, is there a particular song that you, particular song you want to hear them, that, hear them do? Um, no. This is the first time I get to see them, and they're... Pretty much my favorite band. So You've I'm never just ex- seen them before? Nope, I've never seen them. Really? So I'm just really excited to see them overall. And this is like a really awesome show to be seeing. It's like their longest show they've ever played. And yeah, so I'm excited. A lot of variety. Can I see this? That's seriously surprising that you haven't seen them yet. I'm honestly surprised. Um, you haven't seen them. They're like you're one of your like legit... Well, who else would I would have seen them with besides you? Me. And yeah, and have we gone to one together? No. Yeah, so I played with them. I know I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I tried to go with you. Yeah, that was good. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. But I couldn't into, go to Michigan with we're the not band. Gonna, we're not gonna delve into how that fucking went. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the like serious side eye I gave the band that at that point. Side eye? You mean taking a bunch of Benadryl and passing out for the whole ride? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not talking to you guys, you assholes. You wouldn't let my girlfriend come. So I'm gonna go to bed. Mm-hmm. In the bed. For eight hours. <laughs> mm. So that's exciting. Yeah. 
That should be a really fun show. I'm so I'm I'm excited to see them do a bunch of shit. I'm also really excited to see Four Year Strong. Yeah, that's cool. Also, like, haven't seen them live. The fact that I, we get to like like that's they're a, opening for that's just, well, that's I would crazy. Is opening right right yeah. So, but like, this is a silver this is a silver scene. Yes, show. yes, yes. Four Year Strong is opening for an silver. established band. Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a real fun time. Both both bands have new albums that just came out. Yes. Right, so. Um. Um. Brain drain. Brain game. Oh, don't ask me the names. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know, I've listened to both. I know. But I, I know, don't know the names. I, <laughs> yeah, you're not great with. Uh, brain pain is for your God. <laughs> I literally gave like every answer that was the wrong answer. <laughs> um. Uh. Brain pain is for your strong's new album. Um, new album from Silverstein, A Beautiful Place to Drown. I think you should check. They're both good, right? Yeah, I listened to, yeah. I listened to I some listened of Silverstein's. I, sorry, some of uh, For Your Strongs. I didn't listen to Silverstein's yet. Yeah. Listen to both. Both are new things for the bands. and But I think both are good. So Yeah. So it's going to be a fun time. Yeah. And then we're going to go like, swimming and stuff. Yeah. And we're going to get... Uh, what's that? White Castle. White Castle. And Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, yeah. And then a delicious breakfast buffet. Uh-huh. And also, you know, like, this is all just uh, a way to, to feel something again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that'll be a good time. Do you want to you start us off with our first topic? Yes. Uh, yesterday, I believe. Thursday? I believe it was Thursday. Or Thursday. Was, yeah. yeah was March Thursday. 5th. Oh no! Oh, the way you're reading. All this. hope. Oh no! All of our passion and joy uh, about this political election. Pick him up and take him off the table. Is gone. He. Oh, uh, he reminds me of Bailey. <laughs> He's just big and gold and dumb. Elizabeth Warren has suspended her campaign. She is not endorsing anyone at this time. At this time, no. She's no longer seeking the election. Seeking the presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you? So I think I told. I, I think I messaged you when it happened. Yep. I don't know if you knew about it before that. Nope, that was. Can that's you? I saw it. Can you walk me through how you felt? Um, and by the way, for anyone listening, that's like right, but like I liked this person, and you guys didn't spend that much time on them. I, I get it. I, this is like legit us being. Honest about being Warren supporters and how this has affected us specifically and how we feel about this race. And I understand that we all are passionate about specific people. And if you're looking for some people to be passionate about other candidates, I'm very sorry. You might need to seek elsewhere right (laughs) now because... We are passionate for this person who legitimately was the best option for president. But sorry, yeah. I, I will bring it back. I just wanted to give that that warning to everyone who's like, oh, by the way, everybody, I'm not sure if I said this. I don't think I did. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race is going to be going on in the background. We have a friend who wants to hang out but doesn't want to do the podcast, and we respect that. So she's going to be watching RuPaul's Drag Race. So if you hear... <laughs> Like drag race stuff, it's that's what's happening. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back. So, to how did you feel? I when... think my reaction was just a sigh at yeah. that point because I that? already and honestly, I mean, it was before. It was a. It's been a couple weeks that I've known mm-hmm. that she 
is Dunzo. So <laughs> I was just waiting for her to make it official. I'm glad she did make it official at this time and did not keep going because I don't think that is beneficial. And I believe that she's shown through this race that her main goal is what is best for the Democratic Party and this country. Um, But you can see the decision she made on the debate stage and this decision itself it's not about her. Right. And I, I really feel that. So. Right. I, and I, I want to just, so, I mean, we, we had talked about this. Um, we had both said in the mini episode, um, also, if you didn't listen to the mini episode, stop the podcast now. Go listen to the mini episode and then get back in here. Um, we did both say it's, it's, it's time. She didn't prove the case of her candidacy the way that she said she would, which mm-hmm. the way she said it was... A long-lasting campaign, I'm going to pick up a bunch of delegates on Super Tuesday and show that I have the fight to move on. She wasn't able to do that, and thus decided, let's end that campaign. Yeah. Um, I was <laughs> very upset. Um, it it's sucks. both of our second <laughs> times in this race losing our number one candidates. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you you with with um, uh, Senator Booker. Yeah, which from the start I was I knew he you wasn't going to be. Yeah, I my number one at the time was um, Senator Harris, who I legit was like, she's gonna she needs to be the president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then part of me was like, if she's going to be the president, it should probably be Warren, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I I I I the news really like hit me. Like hit me like a like a fucking ton of bricks. I'm I was not happy with the Super Tuesday result for her. I thought, especially knowing, you know, a third place showing in her home state, which sometimes uh sometimes candidates are get a bonus from their home state and sometimes they're like, well no. And in this one it was well no, no, no. Um it just was not it was not the result we were looking for. It was not the result that Warren was looking for. It was not the result the campaign was looking for. It was not the result that her her supporters were looking for. But I think that she definitely handled um, the exit with grace. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very uh, blunt, um, especially when she was asked the question, you know, do you think sexism played a role in the race? She literally, at that point, essentially refused out loud to answer the question saying, um, you know, if I say that it did... Uh, I'm a whiner. Mm-hmm. If I say that it didn't, um, a bajillion women are gonna say, "What the fuck are you talking about?" N- not a quote, not a, not an exact quote, but like that's what she was like. Like she was very, she's still in in the exit, so knowledgeable about what specific things mean what. Mm-hmm. I mean, she literally made a plan for. Almost everything you could possibly imagine um, when it comes to someone who's running the country. And those plans were good and they were detailed. And let's just be clear and honest about this. They're not asked of the men on the stage. The plans that she makes, Mm -hmm. the plans that she makes and the detail 
are not asked of men on the stage. I will admit we have uh, we have both we have both criticized. To be her. fair, yep. I I would say they're not asked of anybody. She just presented them. Well, no, no, no. That wanna, that level of detail. I want to point out, like early, early in the early, not early, but like when she got that front runner status, when those polls had showed she was the top, the top pick of the people of the of the candidates in the race. And then the next debate, she got a bunch of questions about how she was going to pay for Medicare right. for All. And, and she and she didn't want to answer the question in the way that, like, you know, in a very, like, forthright way. We gave her shit, just like everybody else gave her shit. But let's be honest, no one gave Bernie Sanders shit. See, the difference was that at that point in time, she would not say whether taxes would go up. And Bernie Sanders upfront admitted from the start taxes would go up. That was why that not argument for happened. Not, not for middle-income families, though. But she wouldn't say at all that taxes would go right. up. Right. That's so fair. That's, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, and, and Bernie doesn't, I believe, doesn't say taxes aren't going to go up for middle-income. It's just that the balance of comparing to what you were paying for this, you're going to be paying less. That's right. what Bernie says. Right. So I, I, I don't think anyone on the stage was asked to present plan details to the level that Elizabeth did. I, 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 I definitely think there's sexism at play, but I don't think that was one of them. I think that was just a way that Elizabeth showed how, how qualified and how ready she was for this that everyone ignored. Nobody cared about. She was overtly competent. Yes. Yeah. She no, was- nobody cares that there's a lack of detail in anybody else's plan. Yeah. She tried to point it out in one of the more recent ones when she talked about Pete and Elizabeth or uh, Amy's Amy. plans. Well, but Pete it was didn't a PowerPoint and Amy was a post. Exactly. Event. Yeah. So it's. I mean, it's rough. She was. She was wonderful, but out of the ones who remained at the end, right? Out of the ones who remained, um, I, I, I'm going to say. Uh, pre-South Carolina, because that's when the race mm-hmm. went, fuck it. It's just these two dudes. Um, out of the ones that remained, she was clearly the one on the stage that had day after day the best uh, debate performances. She was the one who spoke the truth about the race, what was going on, the truth yeah. about the administration, that she was trying to defeat, the truth about what was it like. She fought, she was a literal, and I I, made, I know I made jokes about, gotta get the fight. <laughs> but she was a fucking fighter. Here's, and she was a fighter for the values and the progressive policies mm-hmm. that the, the left of the Democratic Party yearned for so bad. Here's what I saw in Elizabeth that made me support her, particularly on the debate stage. Um, When she's asked a question, she answers the question. Um, And she relates it to, like, specific things. If she's asked a question about trans violence, she is passionate. She speaks to the, um, the community and the specific things that are needed for that community. When yes. she's asked a question about racial disparity, she speaks to that. Um, a person who didn't doesn't do that is Bernie Sanders. When he's asked a question like that, he pivots to, well, 
my policies are going to help everyone. Right. He doesn't speak to specific communities. And, and to be fair, and, to be fair, can I just be like, just to be fair, Joe Biden, though he shares a distinct support from African Americans, also doesn't give pol- like pol- like specifics of policy yeah. the way that like that's the way that Elizabeth does better than both of those two people where she is able to be empathetic the way that Mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders tends to not be and she's able to be policy driven and specific for groups of people the way that Joe Biden is not right and I'm gonna I was gonna get to that just to be clear I wasn't just bashing on Bernie I know Um, I'm just used to that's what you do sometimes so I'm like let me get in there real quick no no, yeah so I I think (laughs) she would always show empathy like you said um and even though I wasn't a part of those communities when she would give answers on that I always felt it Mm -hmm. I always felt her answers were full of heart yes in addition um she was always making a clear argument. Um, I thought she was always um, understandable and. <laughs> okay, here we go. I see. And like I know strong, you were the, the Biden criticisms about to come. A in. strong debater. Yeah, yeah. It always made sense. <laughs> it was a straightforward argument you could follow. Anyone could have followed. Right. So <laughs> when. I think I just think about how these oh, men man. are going to be on the stage versus Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and that is something that is worrisome when it comes to Biden. So I think she would have been so much better at that, right? I agree. I agree. That I she- think another candidate who had those same qualities was Pete Buttigieg. I think he possessed those same debate qualities that would have been good up against I was Trump. Say Kamala Harris, but okay. I don't even remember Kamala at this point. Wow. It's been so long. Wow, that's not cool for you to say. But I didn't like the things Pete said as much as I liked what Elizabeth said. So I just wanted to say why I liked Elizabeth over the other candidates who were there towards the end. That that's what I wanted to get out there. You know, it's not just because she's a woman or because I don't like Bernie or Biden, I think there were tangible, visible, clear things yes. that differentiated her um, that you can admit they're not like you should anybody, even if, no matter who you support, should be able to acknowledge those things, I think. I think one of my one of my things is I could make an argument um and i i <laughs> I, I share this with i believe it's pfeiffer or vitor on positive american armor which one i could make an argument for and against everybody that was there like everybody that like made the stage and got votes and delegates right like we can make that argument for and against all of them it was the, the arguments that you would make against Elizabeth Warren are much cheaper. Yes, cheap. Cheap they, is the perfect word They are just it. real cheap arguments. She said well, she was a Native American. She said she was a American and she's not as much Native American as she needs to be to say that. She, yeah, I agree. And she also agrees, which she apo- profusely, apo- like, profusely apologized for and, and made clear this was not something that she should have done, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like she she admitted, I, I stooped down to Trump's level on this one, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
fucking back that up. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that kind of nonsense anymore. Like that. Like <laughs> almost almost everything you see from from Elizabeth Warren is authentic gold, policy driven, care driven for the people that like are affected by fucking bananas bullshit mm-hmm. and just wonderful. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's so hard to make that argument against her. And I'm sure that others could make the argument against her, but they'll use nonsense stuff like, well, she's a woman and Trump beat a woman last time. And she's like, she was a Republican until she was the a 90s. Republican until she voted for Barry Goldwater. I think that was a thing for Hillary, but I, <laughs> I'm assuming we're going to throw it for her too, which maybe is true. I don't know. But like, it is it is so like it's so hard to, to like really come up with a legitimate case against her than it is for the rest of these motherfuckers. Yeah. Like I'm so sorry. It is so easy for me to do the argument for and against for the others. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so unbelievably easy. Mm-hmm. Um so now that Warren is out, um there are a lot of questions lingering um over our heads as to what's going to hello Penelope as to what's going to happen going forward so let's let's start wildly speculating on those questions and let's not you know I mean like this sucks so let's yeah. just let's just make some shit up <laughs> um let's start with this let's, let's sorry let's not make some shit up I apologize for anyone who like listens to this for news <laughs> we're not making shit up we are but like we're not um let's start with the endorsement mm-hmm. let's start with when when do you think she should endorse I can give my answer real quick when she's fucking ready to <laughs> and shut your goddamn mouth if you don't like that yeah, I, I could see it happening tomorrow or not happening at all. At all. Yeah. So until we actually have our nominee. Right. I, I really, and I I know we didn't get this far yet, but I could see her endorsing either one or neither. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Can you, can you see her endorsing either one? Yes. Because I can see her endorsing one or not endorsing either. Hmm. I just want to be, like... What what makes you think and I and I I just want to press you on it. What makes you think she'll endorse one or the other? Like which like give me well, both think, give me both yeah. and why? Well, Bernie would be because of the policies, uh-huh. the similarity and the progressive agenda. Um, but I could see her not because of um, the negative attitude of the campaign of his supporters. Um, towards her, towards you think women. she'd take that? She, you think she'd take that? She and decide might. That his supporters are a reason enough for her. And not I don't to think it's just him. the supporters. I think his campaign. Oh, yes. also needs to be campaign mentioned in that. surrogates for him have on numerous occasion. Hello, Hi. on <laughs> numerous occasion have been just vitriolic. Uh, have shown disdain. For those who are not in the Bernie sphere. Right. Yeah. Um, so that could be a reason. Um, I think she could em- endorse Biden in an attempt to... Oh, also a reason she might not endorse Bernie is that it's not 
looking very favorable for Bernie at this point, so that might be... She's just trying to consolidate around right. who the eventual winner is. Which is why okay. maybe she'll endorse Biden, because at this point, that's who the party has surrounded, so maybe it'd just be better to for the party to unify behind one the, candidate. This is the, the party's decides theory. No. Well, no, well, well, sort of. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I'm saying, I'm no. saying she could endorse now. Right. I think that saying party decides she waits and endorses. Well, I'm saying no, no. I'm saying she is a major player of the party, and this is like the Jim Clyburn endorsement for uh, uh, for for um, J- Joe Biden during South Carolina. Uh, sorry, before the South Carolina, like he is a major piece of the party, and then you have the others like. Amy Klobuchar, uh, Pete Buttigieg, who uh, ran for the party uh, nomination, who still want, to, who still are slash want to be a big part of the party going forward. Like the party decides. Okay. The Democrat, sorry, just that's that's like the the theory there. Mm-hmm. That's why I think she might endorse Biden, but I think she might not because policy she doesn't agree with his moderate stances um and also the lingering not great towards women stuff Mm -hmm. so i so i will say in her interview with um with rachel maddow she did say he was a decent man and she said that um focusing on the word excuse me focusing on decent as in he is a decent human being he is not a malicious human being. Mm-hmm. Um, she was she and she did that while talking about how she was on the other side of him in the banking wars of nineteen in the of the nineteen nineties. Um, she's fighting for the uh, she's fighting for the um, uh, consumer rights, and <laughs> Joe Biden's on the opposite side. Um, so I, I want to make sure that that's clear. Like she, she didn't make that an apparent um, specific argument or issue in her interview. But mm-hmm. obviously, that's not. I like don't a, think she would. Right, right. It was also. It's not like a. Hey, what about this? Like yeah. that wasn't a specific thing asked. She said that he is a decent man. He is a decent human being. Um, he shows empathy towards others. Yada. Okay. I just want to make sure that was clear as well. Uh-huh. And she might just not endorse at all. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens That's either. the one I'm leaning towards. Mm-hmm. I think it's it she'll take the 2016 approach and let um, the voters decide. No, she endorsed Hillary. No, she... After... No, no. Really? No. no. See? There. Was it refusing to endorse Bernie that was the problem? Yes. The okay. part, there we go. Right there. <laughs> Unlike the fact that she didn't endorse Bernie before that primary was what pissed them all off and made them say she endorsed Hillary. She didn't. She didn't endorse anybody before that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what the that's what it was. So that's why I'm saying 2016, she refused to endorse anybody. Let the party pick. Like, sorry, let the voters pick. Um, that's why I'm saying the difference of the let the party decide uh-huh. and the voters decide. They're different. Right. I, uh, Got but, it. Yeah. But she, she let the voters decide. The voters decided Hillary and she fought like hell for Hillary Clinton. Um, I literally think that that's, I, I think that that's what she's likely going to do in this one. She is going to let the voters decide 
and then fight like hell for whoever wins, whether it be Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders. And it could be for a numerous amount of reasons. We talked about this um, previously, sorry, earlier in the day, not on mic, that the states coming up for Bernie Sanders are very hard. And it is going to be very hard for Bernie Sanders to win this nomination. Now, I'm saying, now, you you have said that he is donezo. It's going to be a Joe Biden nomination. I think that the problem with that thought process is Joe Biden still has to debate Bernie Sanders. However, it's not going to be 12 people on a stage that he can just, you know, take breaks. <laughs> it's going to be Joe versus Bernie for, like, Two, two and a half hours. <laughs> so it's definitely possible that Bernie Sanders shows that he can like run laps around Joe Biden and it'll be over for Joe Biden. Um, I would say that if Elizabeth does endorse, it would be clearly policy based and it would be for um, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is in her corner on a lot of things. Um, the wealth tax... Uh, health, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, healthcare, um, M4A, he, like, he will try to make sure that those policy uh, proposals get enacted. Depends on how he's going to do it, but um, I think those will be the reasons that she decides to jump on, you know, jump on the Bernie bandwagon and push Bernie. I, I just, my thing is, I don't necessarily, I, I truly think that she won't and just let the voters decide. That's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. um, let's move on to... Do you think, will she and should she be tapped for a role, uh, a cabinet position, possibly VP? What do you think? Um, I don't think she'll be a VP. Because for either? No, because she's too old and they're too old. <laughs> I was gonna say she's too old. They are pushing right. eighty. Yeah, they need a young person as their. Both of them need a younger person as their vice president. A not what, white man. Can I just say? Tell me what you said. <laughs> I wanted to. I'm so sorry. I love this. Uh -huh. I think this is super funny. I love it. Any white... You didn't want. So so you were upset when Hillary Clinton chose Tim Kaine. Right. right. Very true. What did you say about any white man that's chosen as the VP slot if Bernie or Biden gets the nomination? They are Tim Kaine. They're all Tim Kaine. <laughs> They're all any white dude's Tim Kaine. Yes, Kane. yes. So <laughs> best not happen. <laughs> best not happen. Yeah, but I any think I think both of them need somebody at least. 20 years younger than them as their vice president. At pick. least 20. Yeah. Yeah. That takes out a lot of people. Who does that leave? They are 77 and 78. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> that leaves anybody under 60, essentially. Who's under 60 that you would like? Julian, Corey, Kamala. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> I'm like. I'm pretty sure uh, uh, Georgia. Um, Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, yeah. There's plenty of options. Yeah. Plenty. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm with you there. I, I, I think that, f firstly, VP, no. And I think she ruled it out in her... Um, sorry, she didn't rule it out. But she said she's not considering it right now. 
in her interview with Maddow, um, saying, you know, like, no, I was running to be president. I'm ready to be the president. Um, I want to be the fucking president. And then Maddow said, you know, VP is a good job. And she said, senator is a good job. Teacher is a good job. They're good jobs. Um, so I don't think that she will do that. I, I also joined a fun, cool Facebook group um, called uh, Senate Majority Leader Elizabeth Warren. Because mm. uh, I'd be fucking pretty stoked on that. Um, and that would require, you know, winning the Senate and hopefully kicking out the stain of the existence of the Senate in Mitch McConnell. We don't have to kick him out, so we would fucking love him, too. We wouldn't promote Chuck Schumer? Oh, no. <laughs> I'll say this. No. <laughs> uh, my choice is between Chuck and Elizabeth Warren. Give me Elizabeth. Chuck, you can go be the whip. I don't care, honestly. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Um, but I will say, I, I think that I think that Elizabeth could definitely play a role in, in the cabinet. In the cabinet. For sure. Um, I think that she is so good with so many issues. Yeah, yeah. Secretary of Education, Secretary of Commerce. Yes. Um, she, she could take a dip. She, she, she like, literally, she has her pick of what office she wants to run. We just have to, of, we have to win before that can happen. I agree. So. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly, but... With these, with with any administration, she should have her pick of whatever office because of her detailed plans on almost anything. Yeah. Like, that's just what needs to, that's just what needs to happen. Um, final question before we move on to our next topic. Uh, can Bailey still be the first dog? Because I really would like Bailey to be the first dog. I don't. I don't know anything about Bailey. Today's the first time I've heard of Bailey. That, to me, is fucking astonishing. Today's the first day you've learned about Bailey. Bailey, the greatest dog, the goodest dog in the history of time. Bailey's the best. And the fact that you don't know Bailey hurts me. Makes me question you as a human. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's move on to the current state of the race slash Democratic Party. Yes. Shall we? Um, after Super Tuesday, the Democrats uh, have chosen that we are going to either nominate a 78-year-old man or a 70 Seven-year-old man. Um, white. Both old, both white. Um, why are we down to two old dudes? Fear. Fear, I think, is probably Elaborate. the answer. Elaborate. Um, so much talk um, <coughs> during this entire primary about... What's the buzzword? Electability. And what have we seen be elected before? Old white men. Yep. So I think that's 100% what it comes down to is fear. Uh, the I think in any other election, Joe Biden would have been laughed out of this. Really? Much earlier. Really? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. 
absolutely the only argument he's had through this whole thing is i'm the one who can beat trump and people believe it because he's electable so right that's That's, yeah that's that's i think that's a very fair and correct assessment Mm -hmm. joe biden has been able to run off that i'm the i'm the former vice president i have like a hundred percent name id um i look good in polling numbers so why not me um, but then, when he's put into a situation where he has to argue his case, it the, the wheels start coming off. Yes. The wheels start quickly coming off of whatever the fuck he was talking about at the time, because he's now talking about something else, and we're very confused as to how he got there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that, I think that Joe Biden tends to... Stick his foot in his mouth. And and I will say, I've seen Joe Biden um, give, like, just t- speak off the cuff in almost every occasion. Um, and sometimes it is tragically crazy and sad and, like, not good. And sometimes it is, like, heartwarmingly lovely mm-hmm. and great. And... He, he's not doing enough of the heartwarmingly lovely and great to uh, to get rid of the the just straight up dumb nonsense he's doing. And it's like we have a we have a <laughs> we have an election to get to. Like you're gonna have to be sharp. Yeah. You are going to have to go I out I don't think that's a word anyone would use to describe Joe Biden. No, not right now. Not this Joe Biden. And you can't... You have to go out there and be sharp and be ready to earn the votes of everyone. Yeah. You can't get all mad when people ask you questions that, you're not, that you don't want to answer. You can't go to a town hall and get real upset when voters like start bringing up stuff that you hate. Like, you can't do that. You have to be able to move past that, get a good answer for them, knowing that they're not going to accept whatever answer, just get a good answer for the camera and then move. Like, he doesn't have, he doesn't seem to have that ability right now. Yeah. And then that's juxtaposed against the person who doesn't have the ability, in my opinion, Right now, to show that he can connect to the other human beings. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I get... all His proposals are wonderful. Healthcare for everybody. Um, getting rid of student loan debt. Um, uh, like, like, tax cuts for the, like, middle and lower class, like, class uh, in the tax structure. These are all good, but he doesn't have a way to um, to sim- uh, simplify it in the way that, like, when talking to different groups of people, like, he's saying it all works for everybody, which seemingly does work, except not everyone feels that. Mm-hmm. Like, people are like, but I'm specifically targeted because of this, that, and the other thing. He doesn't seem to have an answer to that. Yeah. And that's a huge issue. 
like our our top two are two old white men set in their ways who don't want yes. to move on where they are. I think that's very true. I think that's very true. So so we think that you think at this point, like, it's down to these two because of, one, the electability argument. Um, who's electable right now, even though the person who occupies the White House could be caught on, like, literally any random day, at any random time, uh, picking his nose and somehow finding a way to scratch it on his face and keep it there for three days. Like... He's bad at his job. He's he, there's literally no time when he is competent. <laughs> like none. Um so we kind of we kind of thought we need to put the best person who we think could beat him against him, but not the best person, just the the best person we think we could beat him. Right. Um I just, I think that that's a bad call. Yeah, yeah, I think you very much so agree. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really do. I mean, you said you've got these arguments about the races coming up and then the debate. Um, you told me earlier, five thirty-eight says there's a seven out of eight chance Joe Biden will win the nomination, and I wholeheartedly agree with that because of the because of the states that are coming up and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just. I think at this point we've we're gonna have Joe Biden. Um, we're gonna okay, I agree, but we're gonna. Uh, I think you're probably right. Now, uh, I will say that there's definitely a huge possibility that Bernie Sanders also wins the nomination, and I would like to keep this specific episode of the podcast up to like either of them could. Okay. I don't. I don't want to talk as if one wins or another, because then some people just tune out because they're real upset about which one we said was going to well, win. Well, I, I think Biden, also, Biden is the choice. what I just said and how I said it. <laughs> Biden is the choice of fear, I think. He's that choice about we're afraid and we think he's the biggest chance. I don't think... Dems have, all, uh, Dems have on numerous occasions called that out for the other side, right? Like we 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 say that the Republicans are peddling in the politics of fear, right? Um, yeah. But in this, but I think it's I think it's a bit but different. But this is a different fear. This yeah. is like a fear of the continuance yes. of these like crazy policies yeah. from a crazy game show host who decided to name president for some fucking reason. I think Bernie Sanders. The case is a bit different. Um, yeah. He he was not. Yeah, him being white and a man probably played a part into it. But I don't think his age really did. I think if he was a 50-year-old white man saying the same things, he, he'd still have this this crazy passionate base that he has. I agree. So, I think, he had I don't, a heart I don't, attack and for some reason was still more electable than Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. So I, I, think, I don't think he's a candidate of fear. He is a candidate of, I would say, hope. More so. Yeah. More so than Joe Biden. Oh, I, I would yeah. agree. Yeah. I would agree. Definitely. He's definitely the candidate of of furthering, like, left policies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with, like, progressive policies. Yeah. To me, that is the candidate of hope. Yeah. And I would say that if anyone's occupying the hope lane right now, it would be Bernie Sanders 
for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just want to point that out. So, yeah. Um, do you think there's... And we're going to ask this question essentially twice. Um, once now and once in the later topic we're going to have. But I, 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 for one, don't want to be down to two white guys. Two old white guys. Two really old white guys. Two old white guys who are literally at life expectancy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to... So, like, what are the things that we can do as a people, as a party... In the terms of not just like what we can do in the terms of, you know, sharing content, knocking on doors, talking to people, but like how we talk to each other, how we can like coalition building. What is what do we do to keep ourselves from having this choice again? And I, I again, I really what do you mean this choice? Oh, in the future? Like, yeah, two old white dudes. Mm-hmm. Like I really would like for our our um, I really like for it to not be down to the two old white dudes who could face off against the other old white dude. I just think it's again sorry everybody who's like into old white dudes question mark. We're really sorry about this. I think it's a little bit about time. Um, just giving some time. I mean, Pete you- Buttigieg never would have been. On this stage, I think even four years ago. I so. will say this, and I've given Pete a lot of shit. A lot of shit. A whole lot of shit. I will say, I think that Pete Buttigieg, in my opinion, ran... And I'm not sure if I said this on the pod or not. I think you did. He ran one of the best, if not the best, campaigns. Mm-hmm. He was a fucking mayor of South Bend. Mm-hmm. He was a fucking moderate. He got to masquerade as a what? Okay, sorry. Let me let me change the way I talk about it because I I I hear how that's like condescending and annoying. He had progressive ideas, but he had pragmatic ways to get there. Mm-hmm. He wasn't one of the people who were advocating immediate progressive change. He was saying, "I wanted progressive change over time." With a with a conditioning period for people so they can, like, get used to the change. Mm-hmm. He ran one of the best campaigns I've ever seen. Ever. Literally ever. He modeled his... He modeled his speech... His speeches after Barack Obama. People are... Some people are going to say he wholesale ripped them off. He didn't. He just did it in a way... Like, he was... Amazing. Pete Buttigieg ran a fucking amazing campaign. And not only that, Pete Buttigieg gave hope to kids and people in the LGBTQ community who fucking saw someone who literally was from a uh, from an Indiana town with a with a with a gay mayor that's like, fuck yeah, we wanted this guy to be the president. Yeah, we want him to kiss his husband on a stage. We don't give a fuck what Rush Limbaugh says. That was awesome. I, I'm, I'm, he, that is one of the things I'm inspired by from 2020. Mm-hmm. People to I judge. Think- I, this, I didn't, I, he wasn't one of my people. He wasn't who I picked. He wasn't who I supported. But I'm really glad Pete ran. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm really glad Pete ran. I, and I, I do take inspiration from how diverse our field was. I hope that continues um, in the future. And yes. um, maybe when we are not going up against somebody like Donald Trump, if we're ever going against someone who's not like Donald Trump in the future, um, there won't be so much fear involved. Do you think and there's... maybe we can make the choice based on who's best and not who's most likely to win. Do you think there's anyone who's not like Donald Trump right now? That they that that the that the right I have would nominate. no can I, idea. Can I just who, so, who like, would be nominated let me next just, besides let me just, Pence? Can I just give you some? I want to I want to throw some names out there for mm. you because we're literally like running scared right now, right? And, like and I want to be clear: it's not just like about Trump's policies. I it's think about Trump is the person. It's it's about his personality, policies, who and. Inspires. Yes, and his, I guess you'd call it charisma, his cult-like appeal, I think that's an important yes. factor. I would say the cult-like appeal, the ambivalence to call out white supremacy when it's happening. The so you can just say the ambivalence out. to evil. Yeah. You don't have to go into details. <laughs> right. I could just say ambivalence to evil, and we all kind of just go, yeah, there are a lot of those yeah. <laughs> evil in the camps. Uh, like, let's... Like, what are names you wanted to throw? I just because like, Pence Pence has the policies, but he doesn't have the other two factors. He doesn't have the personality, and he doesn't have the cult like appeal. No, but does he have the ambivalence to evil? Okay, yeah, I was. That's I, had, another, I had three qualities. I, I guess there a, are four. I think that's another quality that's really important. Yeah, I feel like, like that that ties into the policies. Like, to me, <laughs> I, my to me, my question is like I I I agree that not everyone like legitimately like Ted Cruz, he would not get that. He doesn't have the... People hate him. People on his side hate him. Yeah, but They can't stand him. I don't think he can get that cult-like appeal. I think that's an important factor. We know that Trump's got his supporters no matter gets, what he does. And I think that that's part of the fear that plays into Ted it. If Ted Cruz gets the nomination, I think we would say the same thing. Mm. No matter what, there are people who are going to support Ted Cruz. And then there are some other people who are going to just give Ted Cruz the nomination because... He has an R behind his name. The same way that we can say that Democrats will give some people a D because they have the D behind their name or whatever. Give, not give. <laughs> <laughs> give them the nomination because they have a D, but not give them the D. That's a different thing. It's a cool thing on a different podcast. <laughs> um, but like, I, I I do think that there are. Um, <laughs> I do think that there are uh, definitely Republicans like Ted Cruz, like Chris Kobach, like, uh, honestly, in in this case, uh, fucking Rand Paul, like, that are just straight up bad, that definitely, if they were the nominee, it would be just as bad as having a Trump president, say. Whereas you have... Others who I'm not as adverse to, like John Huntsman. I don't think John Huntsman's an evil human being. I think John Huntsman's a Republican. He may disagree with me on, like, almost everything or a bunch of things, but he's not, like, a fucking evil human monster. Right. But 
He's not getting a nomination. No, he can't because we're too busy nominating, I guess, uh, Ultron? I don't know. <laughs> that side's not great. That side's not great with, like, their, their evil people. Like, we don't have Mike Bloomberg thanks to Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Because she decided that it was more important to destroy him than to win the nomination. Mm-hmm. And I really just wish we appreciated that more. <laughs> so, let's all take a moment <laughs> to appreciate the fact that Elizabeth Warren killed the Mike Bloomberg candidacy in front of everybody and then took credit for it later in Matt, on that Matt interview because uh, she fucking deserved that credit. Um, Let's move to this. How do we talk to each other? The Democrats have different factions, right? We have... Um, the, the more left faction, we have centrists, we have center left somewhere in between there. We have people who are Democrats and we're not sure why we're Democrats. I'm saying we for like all of them. And then we have like, you know, like Democrats who are just like not sure. Like, yeah. But like, what, what's the way that we need to start speaking with one another to... Civilly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like it's not. So it's not. It's, it should not... be us against them, as in the Democrats versus the Republicans, not the Democrats tearing themselves apart. So we probably shouldn't like make jokes or or or. Let's see. Let me let me pause right there. I think making jokes is okay. Mm-hmm. I think jokes is jokes are fine. Jokes be funny. I like them jokes. We probably shouldn't. Seriously out loud say we think that our candidate has dementia and shouldn't be running because of the dementia that they have while also not being doctors in order to define or diagnose dementia. Definitely not. Um, I think I think a lot of it is like don't don't attack other like supporters for who they support. Yes. That's not helpful in any way i i'm just so worried and it seems like we haven't learned from the last election that it's about defeating donald trump it's not about you know you think selfishly like you want your candidate to win and if your candidate doesn't win then it doesn't matter to you. It matters to a lot of people. It matters to a fuckload of people. Yeah. If if Donald Trump is still our president, that's going to affect millions of people's lives. I don't so think... So think about that. That's right, what I think you need right. to think about. I, 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 I will say this. I, I think that on this podcast we have been... Uh, I've been clear about who I support. I think you've been clear about who you support. Mm-hmm. But we've also been, like, very critical of... Everyone who deserves to be, you know, yeah. who deserves that criticism. But and I think every I, every candidate does deserve criticism. Yes, I think attack. I don't. They don't you know, deserve. They don't you deserve don't, vitriol. Right, and the supporters don't deserve attacks just because they're supporters. You know, if they're if the supporters are doing things that like attacking other supporters like that's they deserve to be called out but just because 
somebody supports Bernie Sanders doesn't mean I don't like them. Right. It's the the people the Bernie Sanders supporters who are attacking everyone, other people, other candidates, other candidate supporters. Those are the ones we call out. Yeah. That's who we're talking about. That's who we're talking. And no. you need to be more clear about that when we're in. Yeah. <laughs> Those like, are who I refer to as Bernie Bros. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Bernie like, Bro doesn't mean all Bernie Sanders supporters. No. It means all, the bad ones. But <laughs> <laughs> only the bad ones. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do think, here's the thing. I, I do think that there are definitely ways that we can, you know, build, um, build, like, like, you have to build bridges towards other support. Mm-hmm. And you have to do that before those supporters drop out and before you are, like, begging them for support and they don't support you and then you have to, like, lose your mind about the fact that they're not. Like, I think that a lot of Bernie surrogates, and this is going to sound like we're just straight bashing Bernie supporters, but that's not the case. But that tends to be who we find as the ones who are, like, horrible to other people. Um, <laughs> there there are a lot of surrogates who go out there and, like, say, you know, don't, don't do that. Like, don't be the worst. Don't be terrible people. Build bridges to others. Keep those lines of dialogue open. And make sure that Make sure that they know that you care and that you're, you know, like you're committed to blue no matter who. Right. Right. But 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 then there there are people who are so sick of that specific tagline. Well, screw them. (laughs) Because that's that's what this election is about. Not a good bridge. (laughs) (laughs) That's what this election is about. Getting Trump out of there. And if we're focusing too much on Bernie, let's focus on the other side. I'm so sick of seeing people, Democrats, yes. going after Bernie Sanders for being a socialist. Yes. When their their yes. arguments are so disingenuous, we know what Bernie Sanders means. If you are an informed person who's been paying any attention, you know what Bernie Sanders means by socialism. Yes. And you know it's not... A bad thing. Yes. I just... Ooh, making these attacks, if he is our nominee, how easy easy is it going to be for for Trump to turn this around, for Democrats to stay home because they're scared of this, because you spent this primary making them scared of it? For Republicans to just get a bunch of, like, fucking tape of Democrats saying the word socialism as it's a fucking boogeyman. Mm -hmm. Like... It is not a good call for someone who might be... And I said this again. I said this in 2016 when Bernie Sanders went on stage and said, I think that... <laughs> he didn't say exactly this. I'm giving up. It's a, it's a paraphrasing. But uh, Hillary Clinton might not be qualified to be the president. Like, that is a not good thing that you don't want the other side to have to then launch at you later on. Do not, like, democratic socialism, and specifically the DSA, the Democratic Socialists of America, the party that is in this country right now, is fighting for some fucking awesome things. They are fighting to eliminate student debt. 
They are fighting to get every American health care. These are things that are important. They're great. They are great things for this country that will make this country better. So there's no fucking reason at all to demagogue, to to make these things like a a a a, a electoral monster. They're fucking great ideas that need to be presented to the electorate. Mm -hmm. I get that the electorate isn't ready for like, they get all real scared when you talk about big substantial change. (laughs) Not so scary when we're talking about the Nazis in the White House. No, but hang on. But we've we've, we've dealt with Nazis before. We haven't had a woman in there. That's real (laughs) scary. (laughs) Like, I get that there's like there there are scared people with substantial change, but do not if if your if your criticism of Bernie Sanders is he's a socialist, get get the move fucking move, like move out of this debate. You're not helpful. You're not paying attention in any way. And like no, and and I'll I'll say this if and I'm saying this for. I want to make sure that this is clear. This is for people who pay attention. Like, this is for people who are, like, legit plugged into the stuff that's going on right now and are making decisions on that. I've heard others, like, people who aren't as plugged in as we are say these kinds of things. And I understand it's out of a place of not completely understanding what's going on with Bernie Sanders. And I love to explain to people, like... I mean, yeah, people say that his his thoughts are super left-wing, but really, he's just saying what, like, basic rights that we all kind of deserve. Like, we all deserve health care. We all deserve housing. We all deserve to not be saddled with debt forever. Like, those are kind of his policies, and they're great. <laughs> like, how does he get there? I'd love for him to explain that to me a little bit more, but... They're great. Those are great policies. But, like, I I just... Using that as, like, a boogeyman is, like, not great for me. That's so fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, what should we do for the future of the Democratic Party? How do we... What what do we do to change the, um, conversation that we have about candidates... How do we change the fact that we all agree that white old candidates are the most electable? How do we change the conversation that, um, you know, anybody with new ideas is scary? What do we do? What, what, are, what are some ways that we fix that issue within our own party? I feel like we already talked about that. That it's just about time. And- okay, I was going to say, that's the next question on here. So, like... I don't know if we did. Did we? I feel like you asked it earlier. Ah, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, time and who we're going against. I time? feel like are the problems. So we have to, we have time. Yeah, yeah. some of it's going to take time. Like it took time to get an openly gay candidate on the stage, but it happened and he won a state. Um, he won a caucus. He won a state. We don't call caucuses. I'm kidding. By the way, 100% kidding. You're giving me a face. I'm 100% well, kidding. Well, it's not... Let's not jokingly even downplay amazing historical accomplishment. I agree. I agree. This is a podcast. No one knows 
that I am 100% joking. I think it is a fucking huge, momentous moment that we had the first ever um, uh, gay candidate win a statewide contest. Openly gay. Openly gay. Yeah. You're right. Because there could have been one. No, you're you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, (laughs) Openly gay uh, uh, candidate win a statewide contest for... um, for a nomination for president. You're right. My apologies. I, I, I shouldn't have. You're right. That was fucked up. My bad. All right. Um, yeah. And like I said before, I think it's just a lot of the fear that comes with Donald Trump that's causing us to be like this. Hopefully in the future, it's not. I don't think there's much we can do to talk people out of their fear, though. So yeah, I think it's just something that we've got to move past as time happens. Let's move to our final topic, which is party unity. Um, which is kind of what we've already been talking about, about. I agree it's what we've been talking about, but sometimes you say that that's what we've been talking about, and then you're like, <laughs> no, we didn't. Um, and that's the one that is last on the cue cards. So, <laughs> what do we do going forward? Um, we literally definitely have a choice between two people, right? Sorry, my apologies. (laughs) Tulsi Gabbard is also in the race. And I know that it sounds that I'm, I'm literally talking about a, like, candidate for the Democratic nomination with the, like, just flippant attitude of, like, some rando. But to be fair... She spends most of her time on Fox News, so I'm not worried about winning that crowd. Um, what do we do to bridge the gap between different supporters of Democratic candidates? I mean, we have supporters of Democratic... Like, we have the Democratic Party, which, I don't know, maybe fractured, question mark? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's divided. I think that's fair to say. We can say divided, dim, Dems divided, uh, where we have the, I don't know, like... And keep in mind, I think something we failed to mention, this is this division is being promoted by the right and by Donald Trump. Yes. Without a doubt. Here's on a daily basis. Can I just point out real, real quickly, and on a real sad note, like... People who are in, like, the Bernie Sanders camp, like, I keep seeing things on the, like, like the Donald Trump Twitter page that are just the things that you keep saying. That's not okay. Like, that's something you should really be wary of. Oh, yeah. You keep saying the same things that Donald Trump keeps saying. That's bananas. That shouldn't be happening. What the fuck's going on with y'all? Um. But yeah, that's where I'm gonna go with that. That's mm-hmm. that's real stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like that's real stupid. Don't don't play Stop into it. Don't for say his you shit. don't say you'll never you're never Biden. Don't you know? Don't say I, you're never Bernie. I've seen that too. I've literally like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I spend time on Twitter, like, as the... Oh, man. I I like Jeff Daniels in the newsroom, and I'm on a, on a mission of civility. Yeah, I mean, you're coming... 
you're listening to two people who really are not thrilled to vote for either one of these guys. Nope. I think wanna. I think terrain you lean a little more towards Biden, I lean a little more towards Bernie, though it Can changes just, on a daily basis for me. Can I just say <laughs> real quick, uh, I don't give a shit which one wins the nomination. Okay. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I say this as clearly as possible. I don't, I'm not even going to tell you which one I'm going to vote for in the PA primary. You're not. not. It might You're not, not matter. Vote for honestly, either. I'm not going to vote for either of them. I'm probably going to vote for Elizabeth Warren still. Yeah. Or Kamala Harris. Yeah. So, I don't care which one. So, yeah, we're, we're not happy about this, but we are voting for the Democratic candidate. You're goddamn No matter what. Want to know why? And everybody needs to fucking do that. Can I say why? Go ahead. I'm black and you're a woman. Yes. And think about other people. Even think if you, about other even people if you don't for think, fuck's sake. Even if you don't think your life will be affected by Donald Trump continuing, think about how it will affect other people. Think about the kids in the cages. Think about the Supreme Court. Yes. Think about RBG can't live forever. Yeah. That's what we need to tell everybody. Like, that's, I think, the... But you can't teach people empathy. That's the most... That's the most important and and logical message. Yeah. I think. It's not just about you. Right. It's not just about you. There are children who have to spend time in cages away from their family only to never be reunited with their family because, oops, we lost them. (laughs) Like, that is... That is a that is a policy from this current administration. That's horrifying. Yeah. The, another policy from this from this administration is listen. I'm pretty sure the coronavirus gets you. We get rid of it if we just believe question mark <laughs> like miraculously quote miraculously unquote it will go away. I feel like if we all don't believe that it exists. It just goes away. <laughs> like, that's what's happening yeah. with this specific administration. And can I tell you something? I literally believe that either Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden will be a billion times better than this administration. Yes. So let's fucking pick and let's fucking deal with whatever we picked and be cool about it, and let's fucking fight for yeah. this fucking White House. Mm-hmm. And it's not only about the White House. There are down-ballot tickets. Sorry, there are down-ballot races that need to be won. Yep. Susan Collins needs to stop being a senator. Mitch McConnell needs to stop being a senator. Martha McSally literally lost a senator and then was appointed to being a senator needs to stop being a senator. Let's go win some down-ballot races and get these motherfuckers out of office. Let's keep the House, win the Senate, win the presidency, and start changing some shit. Hell yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>